Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright Shul. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Come on, Shul. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. And, and peace. Yes. Uh, peace be with you. And also with you. <laughs> We're like just mixing all kinds of things yes. together here. Yes. Uh, Joe, Joe, blow. I'm sorry. I'm looking at your your lovely sweatpants mm-hmm. that are Halloween theme. Yes. From Cavity Colors. And uh, this yes. is a non-sponsored post. Come on. Not, hashtag not an ad. Um, <laughs> I just want to like go over there because it's the tagline from the poster, right? The night he came home. Mm-hmm. I just want to like get rid of the scratch out the part that says home it's like the night he came i like it (laughs) asmr hello we interrupt this broadcast to bring you some asmr uh oh man joe it's been kind of an interesting 24 hours for us uh has it (laughs) yeah you know we saw uh a really good movie and a really fucking bad movie. <laughs> yes. We are very we we don't really use the word bad we to don't. describe films. I know, and I feel really bad <laughs> about it in a way. But it's that movie's fault. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it. You know, but first, because I keep forgetting to mention it, and this is like already the third episode in this series, <laughs> but I totally forgot to mention. Do you remember um, the WNUF Halloween special? Um, I've heard it many times. I've never seen it. Directed by Chris LaMartina. Yeah, I, you weren't at my Halloween party where I showed it on the big screen. We set up a projector. And no, it. I wasn't. Thank you for always reminding yeah. me of my shortcomings, um, Joshua. You were invited, Ellen. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Shut up, Dakota. <laughs> um, anyways, this is from... When did this first come out? I think 20... Oh, 2013. It's yeah. um, it's a uh, found footage, right? Yeah. Well, what it is, it's it's kind of cool because it's it's set up to be like as if somebody found a tape that somebody had like recorded. So it's like a news broadcast, like a Halloween special. Like so, the you know the newscasters are like dressed up. They have like a field team who are going to like this haunted house, you know, to film in it. And then it's interrupted by all like commercials, like eighties pastiche homage whatever you want to call it like commercials and it's freaking brilliant it's it's delightful to watch it's super fun super nostalgic exactly uh lots lots of good memories so now almost a decade later uh you know next year they finally released the sequel uh it's called the out there halloween mega tape and it's set in 90 six i think 1996 oh my gosh i watched it i cannot wait to watch it again for halloween I'm, i think i'm gonna show both on the wait so wnuf came out in 2013 13 oh wow okay yeah i mean at least that's the copyright now i'm not sure when it was more widely available it might have taken because even this says uh 2021 is the copyright on this edition of it because this is but it looks like a newer release yeah this is a uh i can't remember who i got this from vinegar maybe it's vinegar syndrome um terror vision i don't know i i can't remember Uh, i'll try to like link to it but anyways um because they originally, I think, left like left VHS copies of it, like at cons and stuff, as mm. like viral promo. Oh, kind of like you know? uh, Blair Witch. Or yeah. The Ring. So the Ring. yeah. So when you watch it, you're like, this actually looks like somebody's tape that they like recorded. You know, because then it's like the house is haunted and stuff happens. Blah 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 blah. You know, so it's like it's a horror film. Uh, but anyway, so they just they just released the uh, sequel. I bought it. Uh, it's autographed, as you could see, by oh, Chris, uh, by the director, and uh, super fun. It reminds me when I was a kid. Do you remember um, Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction? Do you no. have any memory of that? Nope. Okay, well, it's because there's five years, six years difference between our ages, right? That's probably why. Uh, well, I also grew up in a house, a God fearing household, and you grew up <sighs> in, you know, in a heathen's Gamora. den, right? In Gamora <laughs> or Sodom. Well, I mean, you know, both. You we know, moved a lot. I was going to say we'll your room say. was Sodom. Right. You were the you were you were the mayor of Sodom. Right. There we go. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's an inside joke for me and Jimmy Kins. I won't tell you why. I'll tell you why offline. That's fine. I don't <laughs> think I even want to know or need to know that information. Um, anyways, so in the 90s, like 95 or 6, probably somewhere around there, 94, 95, 96, I don't remember. I was obsessed with the X-Files. We were watching that all the time. Uh-huh. And Fox released like this purported like footage of an alien autopsy that had happened on like a Roswell, mm-hmm. al- like the Roswell crash. Like, oh, all these years later, sure, look, sure. we've we've like you know, of course, it turned out to be a massive hoax and the whole thing. And but like I have like really good memories of like where we lived, you know, what the room looked like. We were sitting there. I was terrified of being abducted by aliens and eaten or something. Um, I'm so cynical. I've been cynical for a long time. Like I'm not an ET alien person like oh you think if they're coming it's the thing it's you know uh xenomorphs like they're not gonna be friendly you know and why should they be we're assholes uh humans are gross i mean like we have an entire like human history of colonization yeah that you know yeah we should be fucking terrified if aliens ever come over here because we will do they will do to us what we have done to each other yeah as as happens you know when 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 a primitive technology meets an advanced technology what happens you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> Anyways, okay, so it was a TV movie in 1995. Um, You know, the years get a little, you know, mixed up. But yeah, 17-minute black and white film that depicted this secret medical autopsy of an alien by the U.S. military. Uh, And again, it was like purported to be real. It was put out there, you know, that kind of thing. Everybody was like freaking out about it for, you know, two minutes. Uh, Then it was, you know, again, like I said, revealed to be, you know, a hoax. Um, And... So this film, because it kind of plays with that. So the 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 sequel, it's neat. It's set, you know, whatever nine, ten years after the the first film is set. Mm-hmm. So they're still talking about the people who went missing in the first, like you know, in the first time. But now they think it was like aliens responsible instead of uh, oh. ghosts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives a little twist on the story, and it kind of plays with like the fears of the '90s of like the Heaven's Gate cult and. Um, you know, alien. It definitely really reminded me. They have some scenes, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like fucking factor fiction. I'm love. I'm just in love with this. Super, super fun. Highly recommend it. I'll put the link. It's at Big Cartel, uh, I think. Uh, but you can follow Chris La Martina on Twitter. He's the director, and you can find you find a copy. But I'll try to link it because uh, I highly recommend it. It was super fun. If yeah. you're like a '90s kid, the the commercials, like these movies, both of them are just so valuable because of like the the commercials that they interrupt the broadcast with it's hilarious they're so spot on and they're like a mix of like local commercials but also like you know made up things like mcdonald's you know remember when they would do like the spooky buckets and stuff at halloween it's like it mocks those kinds of things but so precisely yeah it's uh it's very smart about the time frame. Very, very smart. Yeah, and very like it. It, it just, I could have been watching a Fox nineteen broadcast because that's what it was when I was growing up. You know, like news on Fox nineteen, uh, and it's that kind of thing. I think it's Ace thirteen or something on the on this or Ace whatever it is. It reminds me of growing up in Ohio so much, and it has like the local commercials. You know, yeah. from like Crazy Eddies. You know, kind of thing, yeah. and it's just so delightful so I didn't want to let too many more episodes go by because I really should have mentioned this uh, weeks ago when, when, in the first episode in this series because it's been I've, I've had it for a bit so I wanted to uh, to give a little shout out to that for your Halloween viewing you know make sure you definitely pick up the uh, WNUF Halloween special sequel out there Halloween mega tape available um, available now and it's like I mean in the context, in the diegesis of the, <laughs> you know, use the big words in the diegesis of the of the of that world, right? It this is not like a sequel. It's just people re- revisiting and now thinking. Yeah, well, you have like a uh, the daughter, I think, of one of the characters, you know, who's helping, who's trying to find them, and she's convinced aliens are involved. Uh, so yeah, it's very much still in the same world. Got it. You okay. know, yeah, it's it, it, it's not a sequel in like, you know, where did the, we don't really find out what happened to the people. I mean, at the end, there's kind of a hint, you know, oh, where they okay. like, you know, doing things. So I don't want to give too much away because it's really fun uh, and it's twisty, you know, even though it's like 
this like news broadcast. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. So I just wanted to throw that out there as Halloween is fast approaching. Spooky season is upon us. August first has happened, as you pointed out. You know, my powers are returning. I'm I'm causing uh, thunderstorms to gather in the mountains here in in uh, Southern California. Yeah, I was like, dang, you. I was said, what did I what did I say to you exactly? I said something about, something about like, the flooding. You were like, oh yeah, because you were you were like, yeah. I was like, wow, you're really like motivated to get a bunch of content out. It was my you know shady way of saying, Joshua, you really want me to work. Um, <laughs> you're really trying to get us to work, uh, and. Uh, he was like, yeah, just the moment August 1st comes, like fall returns and, you know, my, my, the days get shorter and my powers start to rise. And then literally that's like later that day we had like, like monsoon weather just shows up out of nowhere in San Diego <laughs> and like the sky darkened and there was flash flooding warnings. And I was like, damn, Joshua, like you really like, I will get to work. I promise. Don't. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's because I had like a thousand ideas in a day. It's just like, yeah, I'm telling you, like spooky season starts and I'm just like infused. Like imagine if I had another a new black cat, what I could achieve. You know, Jeffrey is, is keeping me held down by denying me. A new he, has bi- he has bound your he powers. He has bound me, yes, from doing harm. Harm against others and harm against myself. It's, I mean, more like harm against others. Yeah, than, just harm. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm too much of a, a narcissist to harm myself. Um, all right, anyway. So, yeah, so that was super fun. Really enjoyed the movie. Pick it up. I can't wait to watch it again because uh, there's just all these little details. And for like 90s kids, like people my age and older who are like teenagers in the 90s, come on, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to love it, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, all right. So I don't know how I want to talk about the next two movies. Should we talk about the good one first and then the bad one because it kind of leads into today's film? Or do we talk about the bad one and end on a good note? Or... <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the order we watched it. So okay, so we did uh, check out Prey. Uh, so now everybody's gonna know that this is you know uh, we're again way in the past that you're hearing this because it just came out as of a recording uh, a couple mm-hmm. days ago. But we watched Prey, the new Predator film. You, you have never seen Predator or any of the other mm-hmm. movies. No, so... I, I, I was telling you that like I only know about. Alien and Predator because I was like a young boy who grew up in the 90s around other young boys who had like toys and comic books that were about like Alien and Predator and to them it wasn't a horror thing. I always thought it was like an action science fiction thing. Right. Which it, you know, it is. Yeah, 100%. uh, But it's definitely, I mean, Alien is definitely more of a horror film than like Aliens or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, they inject them with some action sequences. But at the end of the day, you know, it still has a lot of horrifying elements. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I never, but I've never, I'm not familiar with Predator, aka I don't know her yeah as well so predator i hardly know her. yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means um yeah so uh, we're not gonna de- dive too deep into this because i think you know we're gonna let it sit out in the culture for a bit you know gather some uh some critique gather some uh you know conversation around it and uh, we will do a deep dive uh, we're probably now gonna have to do the predator series uh, or at least a few of them uh that might come in uh well, we already have January of 2023 planned. So maybe January of 2024, we'll do a full Predator deep dive. <laughs> don't hold me to this. <laughs> no. I um, will not hold you to this. I don't want to do a Predator deep dive. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it might be uh, it might be fun. We'll see. Um, our, you know, I know one person who's listening to this who's like, fuck you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I, it was fun though. You enjoyed it. I en- I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, it was also, very good. I mean, so uh, you know, in the house, uh, in this house, <laughs> you know how like outside of uh, outside of like you know woke uh, liberals' homes, it's like in this house we believe Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and science is real. Oh, right, and people right. are human beings. Joshua's version of that is in this house we watch films in their original language with English subtitles. <laughs> not <laughs> dubbed in English in any way or what have you. So, Well, I think the it, reverse is true for this. This for, was filmed yeah. in English and then dubbed in Comanche. Yeah, yeah but we watched it in Comanche. So yeah. we watched it with the, the Comanche dub and an, and an English subtitled dub, which, like, 
was a like pretty fucking awesome that a movie of this scale, right? This yeah. magnitude, um, a well-known a movie people will see because of its uh, connection to a, a big franchise, right? Was like dubbed the entire movie was dubbed in Comanche. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It was great to watch it with everybody. Uh, the pacing was good. Very minor, um, very minor gripes, minor critiques on it. But overall, like it was a fun flick. I'm just really sad that we didn't get to see it on, in a movie theater. And I yeah. hope that gets remedied. I hope by the time this comes out, we will have... Like they will have said, oh, it's going to be in a theater somewhere. Yeah, I would like them to do at least, you know, a couple day screenings. I think that'd be really fun because I would definitely go see it again on a big screen. You know, uh, it was. Yeah, I agree. My my gripe was that that we didn't get to see it in a theater, which, again, that's not against the content of the film, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CGI was a little distracting sometimes, especially with the animals. Not on the Predator, though. No, no. Which was which was strange because it's like the the animals, like the stag. Because there's a there's a scene where um, uh, the main character, what is her name? Uh, Na- Naru. Naru. Yes, thank you. Uh, I was like, I Naru. only knew the I only knew the brother's name, but that's not misogyny. Um, Naru uh, is like stalking a deer. And the, a stag, and the stag like looks like, you know, very CGI. Yeah, especially the, played against the dog, which the dog is real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are a few moments like that that the that it's a little, you know, the uncanny valley of it all. You don't really believe uh, the animals as much, um, which again, minor gripe because the sequences with them are still great. Like the action with the bear that attacks is great. Uh, I don't want to give too much away uh, about it since it's, you know, um, still new, you know, it's a few weeks old at this point. Um, but yeah, that I agree. Cause the predator, they do a really nice job of, you know, it's like a guy in a mask, you know, a guy in a suit and mm-hmm. you know, his cloaking technology, like, it's fine that it kind of looks like that, you know, like who knows what it would really look like if it was real. Yeah. So I can buy into things like that, but like, I've seen a bear, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know a bear don't like, look like that. I know what some things like look like in real life. So, but again, because of the sequence that they're doing, I mean, this is a very different world. You know, we're, we're in the 1700, 1719 on the, um, where did they say it was located? The Great Plains or something? Yeah, the Great Yeah, the Great Plains, something like that. Anyways, you know, yeah, it's like it, the the behavior necessary for these animals I'm not sure it could be done with Oh no. Like no, a real not. you know. So it's like I, I understand the the choice. You know, real animals, that's a whole like well, with nope, that's a whole conversation of like a dying industry of like yeah. Animal wrangling uh, and the and using real animals in movies is sort of in a in a strange place yeah. as CGI continues to get better. And again, you know, you don't have to worry about all the stuff that comes along with having a, a live animal on set. Yeah, uh, you know, nobody's faces get ripped off anymore. <sighs> you know, geez, what happened to real filmmaking? Um, <laughs> But anyways, it was super fun. I'm really glad that you liked it. I'm really glad that, you know, we had like a fan in the room that, you know, likes the Predator movies and the Alien movies. Yeah, we had a nice little packed house. Yeah. Uh, it was it was also like a sausage party. It was like all guys. Yeah. Really weird. I'm not, I, I'm not used to that. Yeah, you are not used yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it was like a time. Pizza, wings, uh, drinks. It was also very mass, very like, you know, yeah. cis masculine in that way where we had like pizza and wings and yeah. You know, uh, so anyways, you know, check it out on Hulu, Disney Plus, Prey. Uh, it, it was it was super fun, lots of fun. On the flip side, over Girl. on over on Lady Peacock, Girl. Uh, we checked out. Do you want to say it that way? You yes. can get it out of the way. <laughs> we, uh, the my favorite name for a horror film ever, probably is uh, is the answer to one of my favorite horror dad jokes, which is what are queer horror dad jokes, which is um, how does a non-binary serial killer murder their victims? They slash them. I love it, Joe. 
That's delightful. <laughs> they slash them. Did you spend like the last 24 hours like coming up with that? No, that's an actual thing. Oh, it is an actual thing. Yeah, joke. I okay. sent that to James. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, how does a non He's <laughs> like, they slash them. <laughs> they slash them. <laughs> so that's the that's the name of the film. Yeah. Uh the the film in question. In, yeah, in question. <laughs> um, it's very in The movie. Hold on. Film is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's one of those things. It just really pisses me off because you you saw what it could have been. Like this is another one of those movies where you saw what could have been. Like they had, you know, they got Kevin Bacon, they got Carrie Preston, they got Anna Klumsky, they've got um, who's the lead? Theo, uh, Theo. Germain. Theo Germain. Like a lot of the cast. They have queer actors. They have yeah. a, the the central character in the in the script is a. Uh, non-binary trans person and they got a non-binary trans actor performer yeah. to play the yeah. to play them along with most of the other like casting uh, you know, yeah the, the the cast are all also made up of actual like queer people you know so you have a lot going for it uh i even think so like i i enjoyed carrie preston's um acting in it you know i enjoyed um Anna Klumsky. I even enjoyed like Kevin Bacon, like some of the wild, like kind of twi- mm-hmm. like he, he's very menacing. Nope. The problem is they were all in different movies. <laughs> the tone, like some of them are like, oh, we're in a horror comedy. Some are in like, we're, oh, we're in like a pseudo religious torture yeah. movie. Uh, others people are like, we're in a 1980s slasher movie. Um, apparently for a second, it thought it was Glee. Uh, you know, so it was just like, what the fuck is going on? It was really, really messy, really yeah. muddy. And again, it had so much potential, I think, yeah. uh, to be something better. Or even even if they would have just been like, let's do Friday the 13th, like, let's remake it with all gay people and trans people. Yeah. It would have been better. Yeah. Like if they, you know, just have Jason show up and like, you know, yeah. just make it an all. And they could have re. And here, here, let's go. It could still been uh, Pam, right? Pamela, that's her name. Pamela oh Voorhees. yeah. It could still been Pamela Voorhees, but instead, Jason, it like Camp Crystal Lake used to be a conversion camp. Yeah. And then there Something you go. Like that. And yeah. Jason will then at that point, Jason will be canonically queer. Right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, murdered by insane, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or or like neglect. It's like a uh, it's a de- death by negligence, you know, exactly. because you're trying to torture the queer out of him. So he died mm-hmm. there. She gets her revenge, and then you know, thirty years later, you know, a new batch shows up, and like you know, Jason's ready. Um, yeah, it would have just been it would have been better. Like if they, I just yeah, it was such a mess and very so, very disappointing. I was really sad. I so for it those to of you good. who you know like are wondering what the fuck or you know just are not you know in tune to this is like they did the advertising for this. Like they've been, it's been making the circuit. They're trying to you know it's it's one of those movies where you look at it and it's like oh this is like they set out to make a quote elevated horror film, which is a very in our community, right, is a very uh, hot button term, loaded, very loaded, yeah, contested yeah. term. Um, and for like, you know, in this particular instance, I agree with most of the reviews <laughs> and uh, most of the feelings around this. Like, you know, the 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 film they slash them centers on a conversion therapy camp run by um, Kevin Bacon. And, you know, obviously hilarity ensues. So it's supposed to be a slasher. It's supposed to be about, you know, a bunch of queer kids in the woods trying to, uh, you know, survive this hellish, you know, this week-long hellish experience. And it, it from the moment it had identity problems, like it didn't know what it wanted to be. It was, it attempted to be smarter than the audience. Because that's the, that's the one thing about, like, horror movies is where they become when they don't become where they don't become effective is that when you try to outsmart the audience the audience will always get the better of it i think i like figured out who the killer was um like maybe 15 minutes before the reveal yeah and i like laid out the entire thing about like oh yeah the killer's this this and this and it ended up being true um Obviously, we're going to be better about and not spoil it for you, even though this movie sucks. So, like, you've been warned you will not get that hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes back. Also, too, also, too, we don't get a kill in this film until literally like an hour into the film. That was the other major, major problem. Like, you have a kill in the beginning, 
uh, you know, very rote, you know, person's car breaks down on the road. Oh, there's a slasher killer. Kills yeah, that masked person. stranger yeah. with an axe. And then it yeah. was like 50 minutes later, somebody else dies. And then another yeah. like 30 minutes before like five characters die in a row. And then it's yeah. revealed like who, I mean, it was just. It was almost like they didn't, it was almost like they were trying to not have any killing. Like, yeah. this is not a movie that was set out to be, like, a slasher slasher. And that's the other. That's the thing about, like, horror, right? Slashers understand their identities, the tension that they need to build. And you can have the killing space out, but you got to have those, ten- you know, those tense moments. Like, I'm thinking, we just had, like, w- like I remember when, like, Five Cream came out. Right? <laughs> when, when Scream came out earlier this year, people were, like, heralding the return of the slasher. And, you know we get this movie and it's like, well, this definitely the slasher may be back, but she was not there in this movie. No. I mean, yeah, that was, that was another major complaint. It's like, why, what the fuck is happening? Like nobody's dying. Yeah. And this this is is the directorial debut of John Logan. Is that whose name is? A writer, because Dan. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's right. You're right. Um, it's the directorial debut of, of John Logan, who um, has written many things, has been nominated for an Oscar for like helping, like for the Gladiator for uh, Hugo, like all of these other like you know huge big picture big budget films. Yeah, Blumhouse produced it, so like yeah. I had high hopes. Uh, yeah, you're right. John Logan was uh, I couldn't remember. I knew that he also wrote it. Oh no, I remember the name of the man who robbed me of 140, 160 minutes, uh, or 140 minutes. Yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Whatever. Uh, it was. Yeah, 104. 104. Certainly felt longer. Um, yeah. In in times. Yeah, it just and again, you have something that like is very real horror in our community conversion camps. I mean, those are terrifying. They do just irreparable harm to the people that have gone through them. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't fucking work. Like that's just not a thing. You just can't do this to to humans and 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 our sexuality. No. So there's so much to mine there and that's the film we got. Like there was just so like you have all these like fantastic slasher movies to like build your thing off of. And then on top of it, you have the gay conversion camp story. I mean, you just, they had all the elements and I just, I don't understand. And I, and I haven't read, I've seen, you know, um, Jeffrey was saying that he had read some reviews that like loved it. I did not see those reviews. I'm going to have to like go after this and like look and see. And again, this is another film that I think maybe in a year we can come back to and like revisit like, you know, just to, just to see what the conversation happens in the next year. Um, you know, I'm very curious about some of my, you know, favorite, like non-binary and trans people whom I follow on the Twitters. (laughs) I'm curious to see what they like, you know, what they kind of take from it. Um, you know, I'm curious about the those analyses because uh, again, I'm also looking at it as a person who I never went to, through that. I, you know, I don't necessarily yeah. identify as non-binary, even though I do think gender is bullshit, um, and I, you know, reject a lot of gender norms. Um, but you know, I am curious to see how it gets taken in by other types of queer people. Yeah, you know, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. a group. I mean, all five of us are like, you know, cis. Heter or cis normative queer people, you know, that are kind of watching this movie with, you know, our lenses. So, but I don't feel like. Cis normative male. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't feel like we're being too harsh on it. Like, I really think objectively this was like not a great movie. Which also, like, I mean, for what it's worth, right? Like, it was, you know, a room of mainly queer, cis normative male, uh, queer men, and then one straight, you know, cis man. And we like all collectively agree this was bad. Yeah, like it was, it was not. It was definitely not the way. Like <laughs> I yeah. look at this, I'm like, this is not the way. It wanted to be something instead of just being good. It wanted to be like we don't want it to just be campy. We want it to be elevated. We want to really say something. Yeah, but like don't try to be the boy erased of horror. Like just make a good horror film. Start there. Yeah, and then. You know, the social it, commentary comes. The social commentary know? comes yeah. because when you, you know, when you are true to the horror and true to the truth of the genre, you can. That is where we can mine a lot of that there yeah. too. 
Yeah. So again, it was just super muddy, confusing characters, choices, it, just all around. It was just messy. It was very choices. It was you know? very, and like, again, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to be open to hear from people who, you know, because again, I certainly, there are plenty of films I defend that people are like, this is a terrible movie. So again, yeah, but I see, it, I see it with different eyes, <laughs> um, you know, but. <laughs> You know, so I am open because just because, you know, all of us, I mean, if anything, that that further proves my point that I want to hear other critique, because if you have a, a group of largely, you know, men who like piss all over something that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. I mean, you know, like True. we've certainly True. seen we've True. certainly seen enough films get torn apart yes. that I'm like, uh, this movie's awesome. You're a fucking, you know, we have. Yes, we are self-aware enough to know that, like, <laughs> we're self-aware enough to you and I, at least, uh, you know, so, or, well, no, hold on. Let me speak for myself. Yeah. I'm self-aware enough to know that like just because i have an opinion doesn't mean that it's the it's objective it's objective exactly like we've definitely had that conversation about some other people and been in rooms and situations where movies that we love are being like completely shit on by like other cis normative men yeah so yeah Yeah. or women who are women it's like you you have no you you just don't have context for this film and that's okay You know, sometimes people don't, and that's yeah. fine. If you don't understand, not everything's made for everybody. Not yeah. everything is meant for you. That is perfectly yeah. fine. This was one of those movies that I felt was kind of made for like us as queer horror content, you know, uh, analyzers. <laughs> uh, I was ready to love this movie. I was ready to defend yeah. this movie. I was ready to be like, oh man, I'm gonna have to deal with like all these fucking yeah. cis bros coming out of the woodwork. It to was talk it was, shit, and then it was like, no, it just wasn't good. I felt it makes like, me mad. <laughs> two things one i one i want to just like go back and echo what you said like i it would be it would i want to hear from like trans voices trans non trans, non-binary trans voices specifically about this i want to hear from people who have queer horror lovers who have been through conversion therapy because you know those are experiences that i think inform it and if yeah. they love it or hate it you know what are the reasons yeah and It'd be a and, stronger critique than exactly just, you know ooh. exactly just like <laughs> ooh, it was gross and two um, I think like, you know, you said this movie was made, quote unquote, made for queer people. I think it was made for like the current demographic of RuPaul's Drag Race. Maybe. I just don't know what to think. And again, I guess it, I'm not trying to say it was made f- just for queer people, but I'm saying it seems catered to like us to watch it. Yes. And have something to say about it. Yeah. And, but we, we've but, talked about this many times before, where it's like, is this a queer movie that was made for queer people? Or is this a queer movie that was made for straight for people? For straight people, right. And I, I don't know who this was made for. I don't feel yeah. like it was made for anybody in the end, which is unfortunate. So yeah. anyways, well, once again, we said, you know, 10, 15 minutes, we were going to chat and here we are a half an hour in already. But uh, good talk, though, Joe, as always. I, I know. just enjoy chatting with you. The time just just slips away, you know, yes. slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. All right. We will be right back because we're going to go back to the future in the 1990s and talk about Tremors. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. All right, welcome back. So today we are uh, third episode in into our giant monster movies uh, unit here. We've talked about... uh, uh, you know, King Kong and Godzilla, um, Gujira. Gujira. <laughs> and now Tremors. So we've been to the jungle, we've been to the sea, now we're coming up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Monsters. Super fun. Uh, 1990. Uh, monster horror comedy thing right country <laughs> country <yes>. jaunty <laughs> right reba mcintyre's in it so hey there we go uh universal pictures you know hey kink uh, uh you know uh, monarchs of the monster movie you yes know? come on paycheck come on uh, <laughs> we got kevin bacon fred ward uh, R. I. R. I. P. R. I. P. he just yeah. died this year 
Uh, was it this year? I couldn't remember if it was this year. Yeah, maybe. Yes, it was yeah. this. It was this year. Yeah. Um, Finn Carter, although you know, I think this was like the only thing she made that people really remember. Yeah. Um, Michael Re- Gross. Yes, Michael Reba. Gross. Reba. Yes, Michael Gross is from what sitcom? Family Ties. Yes, yes, Family Ties. Um, yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen uh, an episode of Family Ties in five thousand years. Uh, when, what was the run of that show? It had seven seasons. Dang. Jeez. September 22nd, 1982 to May 14th, 1989. Uh, I had read one of the uh, trivial facts of this is that he filmed the series finale of Family Ties and the next day he was working on Tremors, which is just weird to think about when you're like watching the movie that like just a day ago he was, what was the character's name on that? Um, Mr. Keaton. Mr. Keaton. (laughs) Well, I don't know. He he Uh, had a name. Stephen Keaton. (laughs) Yes. Stephen Keaton. Oh my gosh. I, I literally don't really remember that show. Like I have, like there's fuzziness around it. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I think you only know it because of, like, Michael J. Fox and Meredith Baxter-Burney, right? Oh, Meredith Baxter-Burney. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, so this is the first installment of the Tremors franchise. There are uh, six sequels to this, so seven Tremors movies, a uh, series that aired in 2003, and then they filmed a pilot for in 2018 that had Bacon in it, reprising his role, yeah, from the original, uh, and everybody passed on it. Uh, including sci-fi, which it feels like sci-fi accepts everything. Their their bar, this must have been a terrible pilot because sci-fi's bar is pretty. I mean, did a sci-fi come out with like a horror Christmas horror movie called Satan Claus or something like that? Maybe, but they yeah. make all the Sharknado movies, don't they? Isn't that yes, a sci-fi thing? That's also yeah, sci-fi. I mean, come on. Sci-fi passed on this movie which, with Kevin Bacon in it. Well, Kevin, the, tr- the the yeah. the uh, the the series they were going to do in 2018 that never came to fruition. Anyway, so Tremors, you know, it's about uh, uh, a couple of men. I was thinking, you know, are we calling this Brokeback uh, Dune, uh, Brokeback Desert? Uh, you know, if it's got that vibe a little bit, if we want to uh, really push that kind of reading, <laughs> yes. Uh, which again, like I said in a bit, I I will read as as we go on from a um, a funny uh, c- a conversation I read. Anyway, so we got these uh, guys. Uh, they're living in this place called Perfection, Nevada, that has some uh, bizarre seismic activity happening. That turns out to be giant fucking worms. Yes. Uh, you know, eating people, eating livestock, eating every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graboids. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about as they try to survive. <sighs> What'd you think, Joe? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It looked like <laughs> it's like that thing when you have like friends in a community theater production. Like you guys look like you were having a lot of fun up there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. I never I knew about Tremors. It was definitely like one of the first movies that I like watched. Like I, I it's it's definitely my first like HBO free weekend type of movie. Um, this and like Gattaca and Andre the seal. <laughs> like they all are. I remember that like, well, like, Oh my God, there's movies all the time on this channel. We don't have to pay for it. Um, but I never intentionally watched the whole thing. So seeing it, I just remember also thinking like, it's very, the floor is lava. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, this is one of those movies that you like, I wouldn't watch on my own, but it would be like, if it was on in the background, you know how AMC does their like, uh, does their like, you know, in October, it's all every day's Halloween movies, all horror movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. if it was on, I just leave it there and like, you know, futz about do what I'm going to do, but nothing that I would ever intentionally watch on my own, like get out or anything like that. So. I, yeah, I think that's fair. I I, I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's like <laughs> the the word that I just kept thinking about, like because like um, the moment they show up, right? It's like Kevin Bacon taking a piss off a cliff, which like thinking about it now, amazing foreshadowing. Like that's where the first image, last image of the film, right? Is Kevin Bacon like pissing off a cliff, like you know, t- getting a getting a wedgie out of his like very tight five hundred ones and. <laughs> And, um, and then like, you know, this jaunty country music, which that's the whole, the whole like theme is like just very jaunty. And I'm like, great. I'm here for it. I'm here for whimsy. I'm here for, you know, the camp of it all. And it wasn't trying to be more than it was. It was fun. Yeah. Liked it a lot. 
Well, I, I'm really glad because I also, I do, I do enjoy this movie. This is another one of those movies where depending on whether or not my brothers and sister, my siblings, if their father was living with us or not, because mm-hmm. he, you know, because he and my mother had like an on again, off again relationship. So when he would live with us, we'd have cable because he'd go out and splice it. <laughs> he would climb up on the thing and like steal it. <laughs> So, so whenever he lived with us, we'd have cable. So we'd have like the USA network. So I remember we lived in uh, Franklin, Ohio, and we lived in this really creepy house that was, it was that, it was like the, I think I've talked about this on the show before where it was a motel and then there was the house that like the, typically the hotel owners owners would have lived in. Uh, But the owners for some reason moved out of the house into like a grand suite of the motel, like some kind of, you know, like apartment almost. Oh, like in Trixie Motel? Yeah, kind of, but even like bigger, like a nicer mm-hmm. apartment, but it was still connected to the rest of the motel. And then they rented the house to us. I still am not sure how that happened because it was it was a motel, you know, alert. We lived in for a bit, you know, all of it, all six of us living mm-hmm. in this like one room. Was that your like poverty trigger warning? Like- <laughs> <laughs> right. It was very, I don't want to like, but it sucked. It was a really sucky yeah, time yeah, yeah, in course. life, you know, when you have like two to three adults sometimes with four children yeah. living in a, a motel and like one bathroom. But like, that's where I remember seeing like Freddie's dead and, you know, we had rented it yeah. on VHS. But anyways, we moved into the house of that place and like we had, you know, cable stolen. <laughs> so we'd have USA. And I remember like seeing this on like the USA network or, you know, maybe it was even like HBO or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a big basement room and there was a TV in there. And I, so I remember seeing Killer Clowns from Outer Space for the first time in that house nice. and, uh, and Tremors and uh, you just a bunch of horror movies at that time. That was like <sighs> 90, probably 92, 93. 94, somewhere in those years. Okay, so like 30-something years ago. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I was in third, fourth grade, second, third, fourth grade, somewhere in that in that time period. Um, my memory is so fuzzy. But because we lived with the, with the motel, there was this massive parking lot between yeah. like the house. Plus there was like a big yard and there was dirt and stuff. So we would like run out of the house immediately after watching Tremors and like, you know, run around in the parking lot and like play like, you know the graboids would come out of the ground everybody would scream and everybody would run, you know? Uh, and cause there were other kids in the motel, like living in the motel, plus the owners had kids. So we'd all kind of play together. Uh, and it was always like horror related. So I have a lot of fond memories wrapped up in tremors. And then the sequel that came in 96, uh, with the, uh, you know, cause we find out that like the graboids we see in the first film are like just one stage of their development, you know, so they are yeah. like these walking creatures. Graboids later. being the worms. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which we worms. find out later that that's what they're called. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that I'm, I, even though we just watched it, I can't even remember if they ever use that word in the, in this, I think it comes in t- into the, in the, in the sequels mm-hmm. uh, and they have a flying version of it. I mean, they, it has a whole life cycle. Um, you know, to help, you know, push the sequels along, make them more interesting. Uh, So I remember, I also have memories of like that, of remembering seeing that for the first time and then going outside and like playing, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) pretending they were chasing us and stuff. Um, Yeah. So I'm glad that we both enjoyed it. So the real question is like, what the fuck is this about? Which, you know, it's super fun. We we were talking about earlier, and this is something that I really like about like the eighties and a little bit of the early nineties because things were like this was filmed in the eighties, like written in the eighties. You know, so kind of I think it's still it's a product of the eighties for sure. It's that bridging. Yeah. It's those bridging years between decades where like it's where it's still very much like it feels the eighties, even though it comes out early nineties and then the, the decades like identity doesn't come until like midway through. Right. And then, you know, is at the peak towards the end and then bridges to the next one and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, you said 90, but like, it's definitely has like an, it has that eighties feel. Yeah. Um, Well, it just, it reminds me, it's kind of like the, like the final, comment you know to me like i mean again i'm sure we can go out and like really really research this but it's sort of a nice end cap in in a decade 
that like had a ton of 50s nostalgia you know yes. so you have you know in in the 80s we get a remake of you know the thing from another world in the thing uh we get a blob remake the fly is remade those are just like horror films there's tons of others 50s films that get remade in the in mm-hmm. the 80s uh we were talking about billy joel's like uptown girl uh madonna's true blue album is very much a 50s uh pastiche in a way there you know especially mm-hmm. you know true blue christine yeah christine uh th- that film uh so stephen king's whole like obsession with the 50s in general is very present in a lot of the 80s um adaptations back to the future back to the future is a very good one which i have not yet seen but stay tuned on the back uh, on the After Fright School special uh, because we will be watching that and talking about it uh, soon-ish. Uh, you know, so yeah, there's just, there's a lot of like nostalgia for the 50s and, and uh, you know, and we've talked about this before with nostalgia and like that 30-year mm-hmm. gap. You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing it now uh, in 2022, seeing a lot of 90s. Like when I'm on a college campus with 18, 19 year olds, everybody looks like they just fucking stepped out of Party of Five or something. Yeah, it's so strange uh, and surreal because it's like I remember kids like dressing like that when I was in you know middle school, like especially the teenagers and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my mother was very young, you know, so I, I also have to remember that she kind of dressed like. You know, the way, you know, people look then, like the mom jeans and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, now they're like, kids are wearing them to be cool or whatever. Or Jinko jeans are going to make a comeback. Uh, you know, so I, I do think it's a function of like, you know, you're a kid in the 50s. You see you know the thing from another world or you see the fly or, you know, the 50s was a time like really filled with invasion anxiety you know we'd left world war ii but we had the cold war going there was lots of anxiety around sure. um, nuclear power and uh you know as evidence like we talked about with like king kong uh, uh, godzilla in particular godzilla you know so it's that kind of is still there in the 80s you know we still have so many 80s films that are about like r- evil russians like <laughs> coming like it's still very much this cold war yeah. anxiety so it just makes sense that those decades are really like related. Uh, again, and that's what's so interesting about like watching like Stranger Things with all of its Russian anxiety. Mm-hmm. When we're now in a time period with tons of Russian anxiety over like they're yeah. stealing our elections like, and they're over, running Twitter, overt Russian aggression, right? Is like like the anxiety's through the roof. Yeah. So it's just it's really really interesting to see like w- that we can look back and look at these two time periods. So I think that Tremors fits really nicely at the end of the 80s of like n- n- definitely pulling from mm-hmm. like the 50s like giant monster movies. Sure, sure. But like inventing something new. This is a new creature. You know, it's not a remake of um you know, something else. This isn't a, a Godzilla or a King yeah. Kong or a Tarantula. It's a unique or, thought. Yeah. Or even them. I think them, the ant film that was made in the 50s about giant radioactive ants, I think that was in the desert, which they could have played with that. I mean, that is like a giant insect kind of thing. Um, maybe Tarantula is also like that. Uh, I haven't seen... Oh, man. I used to watch those movies because they would show Elvira, but they would show like them or Tarantula mm-hmm. like right before. Uh, and that was super fun when I was a kid. So that was like the last time I probably saw, you know, those movies. Um, I should revisit them because I they're fun. They're they're that'd be really fun for a Halloween party put on, yeah. you know, some black and white goofy movie. Uh, but anyway, so I just think that Tremors is a really nice, um, you know, little end cap in one of the last horror films, you know, made you know in 1989, moving into 90 with this sort of giant monster movie. It's a simple story, very straightforward. You know, they're just in the desert. Oh my gosh, there's a monster. What are we going to do about it? We got to blow it up, right? Yeah. Or, you know, the fucking Reba McIntyre and uh, Michael Gross being like preppers. Doomsday, <laughs> like doomsday preppers. Like a thousand guns. They're just ready to blow them up. Yeah, like there was a point towards the end where they, like Kevin Bacon's pointing a gun at the creature. And I was like, does he have a fucking Uzi? Like. <laughs> They got, they got Uzis. They got them all. Yeah, but you pointed out a really good. Th- um, you made a good point that like there are these like doomsday preppers building this like underground bunker, and what it, and it turns yeah. out the thing that's coming for them. Yeah, best scene because like as they're leaving, as they're leaving the, um, uh, like they're just you know slowly getting away in the you know in the truck. Um, in the giant, like, you know, moving, like, container thing. And, like, Michael Gross, Reba are looking back at their home, and he's like, you know, 
five years worth of, he says like five years worth of food, 1,000 gallons of water, ammunition, like, you know, all of that preparation, underground bunker for nuclear holocaust. And he's like, and damn, like uh, underground monsters. Like yep. that's, and I'm like, you've been preparing, not thinking that that, he's like, oh, fuck, that's the thing that I couldn't see. Yeah. So it'd be cool to like watch the sequels you know, if I ever, you know, if I ever get the, uh, if I ever, you know, have the time, <laughs> should say, and the myriad of other things that we're watching, to see, like, is he still a prepper, and, like, is he, like, living in the fucking trees? Like, what, what's his, now that you've experienced something and you have the trauma of that, how are you, like, are you prepping for, like, the next Graboid kind of thing? Yeah, I think in the... At least in the second film, Aftershocks, Jesus. <laughs> Tremors, um, Aftershocks. I think he's like the expert in hunting them because by then it's accepted that they exist. And so he's like helping like kill yeah, others. Yeah. Uh, or maybe that's even in a later one because he comes back. Michael Gross is in all of them. He's in mm-hmm. like all 500 of these movies. Uh, but Fred... Ward. Ward, um, yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> my brain. Um, Fred Ward is also in the sequel. I think he's he might he might even be in the third movie. I wonder how many of those movies he did. Um, he's so cute in this, right? Uh, you know, yeah. well, for your zaddy fantasy, I guess. I mean, not my zaddy fantasy, but uh. I, well, yeah, I'm talking to anybody. Uh, yeah, he was in Tremors 2. Uh, oh, maybe it is just two. I thought he was in the third one. I can't remember. Um, yeah, he plays Earl. <laughs> he might have been. He's He had a ton of credits, so trying to look through this real quick and uh, spotting Tremor stuff. But um, Michael Gross was definitely in all of them, and he like, does become sort of like, you know, he's got to go out and like help uh, people. But again, there's one that's like set in the past, and he plays his own ancestor, so that's a whole other thing. Um, but... Again, I think what I like about this is it's 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 really fun. It's not too serious. I mean, sh- certainly we we can have some mm-hmm. um, cultural anxiety about like you know t- military weapons because this is this actually the idea for this came because the writer was working for like the military doing um, like educational videos or something in the desert and was like laying on a boulder thinking about like, what if I couldn't get off the boulder? Like what would keep me up here? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of uh, inspired the writing of this. Uh, So, you know, I mean, it kind of has similar anxieties to like, you know, the Hills have eyes, for instance, like, you know, military nuclear testing in the desert. What kind of effects might that have on the wildlife there? Uh, Again, connect that to Godzilla. This is, you know, even though this isn't a remake of Godzilla, I think it has some of that same anxiety over like, what's evolved or not evolved what's out there mm-hmm. um you know what 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 haven't we yet discovered yeah uh i also think you know it's one of those things when you think about like the past like when you think a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago or like our earliest ancestors like how did they explain an earthquake you know how did they explain like yeah these sorts of traumas that that could come from nature and they think you know god's you know a god is pissed off at them yeah. or there's some kind of creature under the ground uh which kind of brings me to uh there's a, a cryptid called the mongolian death worm the ogoy korkoy korkoy uh large intestine worm uh so it's a uh it's a giant worm thought to exist in the gobi desert mm-hmm uh, probably some kind of snake is what it's thought now, but at the time, you know, we're talking they, these myths have existed. Sure, uh, something they didn't really see as early as like uh, it looks like it was published 1932. Uh, the idea that that this creature lived in the Gobi Desert, but it was even you know older than that as like a, a as a mythological. Uh, cryptid kind of creature. Mm-hmm. So so we have like that myth out there in the world, and then. Obviously, I, I think you can't really talk about Tremors without like thinking about Dune, yeah, and like the sandworms of Dune, um, or the sandworms of Beetlejuice. Maybe wouldn't that be great if this was that kind of like? <laughs> it's basically like they're actually all in purgatory. Like, <laughs> uh, actually, this I mean the sand the uh, graboids are kind of similar to the sandworms of Beetlejuice in the sense that mm-hmm. they have you know another thing coming out of them, like their yeah. tongues are 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 mm-hmm. almost sentient creatures themselves. Uh, or like alien, you know, the other yeah. mouth. Uh, but uh, what was my point, Joe? What was I trying to say? That um, Beetlejuice and... <laughs> 
I was just thinking about the worms. Um, oh, worms are exist. Uh, Mongolian Dune. death word. Thank you, I was you, talking Dune. about Dune. Jeez. See, that's because I mentioned a book and your brain turned off. And you're like, I, I was like, no I don't know her. I don't know about. this book. Uh, <laughs> Bad enough you're talking about worms, Joshua. Like, I'm trying to keep that, like, together. Right. That's true. Yeah, I'm mentioning all these different uh, giant worm creatures. But Dune... Which again, those those creatures kind of are are the are, are similar in that like they have to do this special dance across the desert so it doesn't feel like a pattern of of walking so that it'll mm-hmm. come in and uh, you know they'll get eaten by the giant sandworms by the whatever they're called they have a special name I can't remember yes um, <laughs> as most things in a book do <laughs> it's like shil shil something. Uh. If Jeffrey was here right now, he'd I was be like, so, "Don't pause for the fucking he'd, book. He'd like, be, keep going." He'd be crying for me, but well, I want to know what they're called. It's like Shalud or Shal- Shalub. They're Tony Shalub. Yeah, they're, they're Tony Shalub. Exactly. Yes. Um, the Tony Shalub worm. <laughs> yeah, I thought they had like a name from the 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 Freeman. Give them give them some sort of name, but they're attracted to rhythmic vibrations, much like you know, the worms here. So I think again, there there is sort of uh, a connection. Um, yeah, I can't remember what they're called. Damn. Whatever. Uh, some but some Dune person out there is like you, fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> um. Anyways, my point is just you know as as far as giant monsters go and giant monster movies, this is a nice return to like those movies in the fifties that were like goofy and sort of ridiculous, and they're fun. It's fun to watch. Uh, you don't have to pay too close attention <laughs> to it. Like, you know, you could kind of just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's one that doesn't need to have like huge deeper meanings. Although I, uh, again, I think it's informed by you know, some of those kind of similar anxieties of, of uh, unexpected disasters or yes. nature, you know, kind of uh, unleashing something on us. Uh, I was thinking, you know, I want to see this remade by a bunch of drag queens. I want to see like a Tremors drag cast where it's like, you know, RuPaul's been fracking in the desert and has unleashed, (laughs) (laughs) has unleashed some kind of monster upon us, you know, and it's like, uh, Tracy Martell and <laughs> Trixie Trixie Mattel. You said Tracy Martell. Tracy Martell. Yes. That's one of the. That's one of her like joke names. Um, Tracy Martell. Uh, uh, Katia. Yeah. yeah Bianca uh, Del Rio. Everyone who doesn't want to come back. Yes. Everybody who like has you know, beef with RuPaul. Will, like, Willem. Like, Willem definitely. Willem yeah. is the graboid. Yes. <laughs> It's like designed after. It's attracted to the smell of unwashed tucking, like tucking panties. Yes, exactly. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) That would be amazing. It would be like Tremors. She already done had hers. (laughs) I definitely feel if this, if this got a remake now in like the culture we have where somebody really tried to intentionally make like a woke (laughs) horror film out of Tremors. That'd be what it'd be about. It'd It'll, be like this fracking, is actually this would be John Logan's next. Uh, this is John Logan's next thing. Yes. Um, it will also start Theo Germain as like some environmentalist, you know, scientist, non-binary. Yeah, yeah. we have to do something. We have to do something. They're fracking. <laughs> we have to stop it. Stop the drilling and the blasting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like i i this is again i'm so i'm such a fucking pervert this is the my mind immediately went because when they meet what's her name finn whatever her name is finn uh yeah finn, ronda yeah when they meet ronda like first of all like <laughs> first of all val played by kevin bacon like sees a woman and immediately just like is zooming toward her as if it was like gonna run mow her down um and yeah, and so he's strange. like he describes the woman as like what has like blonde hair and yeah it feels like he's describing himself blonde hair big green eyes world-class breasts ass that won't quit legs that go all the way up it's like girl are you is this who you want to be yeah yes. in those jeans come on n- and that heart belt this uh n- n- narcissism is real <laughs> i mean i know he's not blonde and all but yeah it is like there's just part of me that's like you you little twink yes you little, t- you. you little twink and then and then she goes it's like oh have you you know have you heard of like any of the what is it? The blasting and the 
what is it? The blasting and the ramming, the blasting and Dr- the, the drilling, drilling the, and blasting, the drilling and blasting. And immediately I was like, I bet, you know, he wants to, you know, blast and then drill. Um, and then Joshua and I proceeded to, you know, have a discussion. Cause I thought when I heard blast, I was thinking finger blast. And when Joshua heard blast, you were thinking what, like an ass blast? Like what were you blast from the past? Uh, well, no, I was like thinking like blast. Cause I was saying like, well, yeah, you would drill and then blast. Cause I was thinking more like super soaker blaster. Ah, uh, no, you would blast and then, you know, finger blast. And then you, know, right. you would, you know, yeah. And that's exactly the mechanics of uh, queer male sex. And that's all you need to know. This yes. is, this is, this is such a, uh, we're so educational. Yes. Uh, I did want to throw this out here before we wrap this, uh, this party up. Um, <laughs> I was reading, this is on, um, girl meets freak.net. Uh, oh my God. What? This person was like, I think the whole movie is about Val and Earl denying their gay love for each other. I think the graboids are metaphors. They're manifestations of queer desire. I mean, they're super phallic obvs. That's O B V S. Obvs. Yeah. Obvi. Um, but also vaginal. Uh, they open up to reveal a scary, gloopy interiority monster womb, but they also protrude, poke, stick, uh, monster cock. Uh, so they're vaguely hermaphroditic, queer, non-heteronormative. The whole movie is about Val and Earl fighting their queer desire for one another. And by defeating the Graboids, queerness is vanquished, and Val is now free to hook up with that lesbian, this says. But this, is, <laughs> this is not exactly PC. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so just talking about them running around, you know, trying to capture and, and kill the big penis monsters. Uh, While they're also trying to, like, you know, deny themselves their own penis monster. And see, that's the other thing. Like, they were getting so close to leaving perfection, right? Yeah, because it's like they live together. They throw they throw everything together, uh, you know, all their stuff. And Kevin Bacon's character gets his vacuum cleaner. Like, there's just some things in here that are, it's a little weird. And like I said, I think the original, what I had read, one of the uh, trivia uh, pieces that I read was the original film did end with them, like, leaving together. But test audience didn't respond well to that. So they kind of shoehorn like the love story in after Mm -hmm. to me doesn't feel like necessarily natural because they're really mean to Mm -hmm. this woman. Um, There's something they kind of point out is how um, on this same. um, Come on, geez, I, I, I like my new iPad because it's like, you know fast and all that yeah. but this like thumbprint thing that it makes you do is so stupid like just use my face Ugh. anyways that's a uh, you know random uh, I'm trying to find where they were like talking about uh, how mean they are about this woman uh, yeah like she's kind of frumpy They she's supposed to be a girl like they make all these comments so I don't know it just seems kind of weird that in the end they were supposed to like ride off into the sunset together having defeated the graboids and you know can now move on to uh you know uh vermont where they're gonna set up a farm and <laughs> run a ba- run a run a b&b run a b&b uh you know again i'm not i don't take it too seriously and this this is like a comedy obviously a comedy mm-hmm. show talking about this uh i mean i'm here for it if that was intentional you know like sure. you know hey that's that's cute, you know, like the older daddy type with his little twin boyfriend out there, you know, mending fences and who knows what they're doing on those rocks. Butting the rose. Breaks, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, drilling and blasting. Drilling. <laughs> just, um, they'd be drilling and blasting that drilling penis blasting. monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, if people want to give this a queer reading, that's fine. I found other things that, you know, also like articles that, you know, notice a queerness or talk about a queerness. I really don't think that's part of the subtext. I don't like truly believe that. But again, I'm 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 here for it if that's uh Hey, if you people s- want that fantasy, <laughs> you're saying it. We're talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. And again, that even at, lends itself a lot to like a drag race like spoof. Yeah, don't know? deny us the fantasy. Yeah. Like. Uh, but other than that, oh I, I I wanted to take a break in between because you know King Kong was a pretty heavy conversation, yeah, and and, and, and Godzilla fest. was also a very heavy conversation. Yeah. And so I thought it'd be fun to interrupt this with uh, like just a really fun '90s movie that you know, has giant monsters in it and gave yeah. us an opportunity to once again, revisit the, the, yeah. uh, 80s, uh, 50s nostalgia that, uh, that existed. And to do what I love, which is, you know, put drag race contestants in any scenario. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you got Trixie Mattel, you get a Bianca Del Rio, you get the Vixen. Yeah. 
Willem, they're all there. They I all love come it. out. Yeah, and Reba shows up in the last second to yes, do something. But as Trish. Yeah. <laughs> Reba shows up, but as Trish. Yeah. And that'll be great because she's now in the desert. There we go. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and she can sing a new version of I'm a Survivor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, do a whole. My worms are planted in the past. <laughs> Lord. <What? laughs> We should have taken a moment to rewrite those lyrics. We should have. Um, but that's that's it. That's what we got on Tremors. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, dear listener. It is available on Peacock. It seems they have the whole Kevin Bacon oeuvre now because of yes. uh, they slash them. Uh, but <laughs> They slashed my patience. Yeah. <laughs> what they but, did. Yeah. There we go. Tremors. Graboids. <laughs> Giant monsters. Eating people. I love yes. it. I'm here for it. All right. Let's get back to blasting and drilling, Joshua. All right. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 